for the moment that you've all been waiting for. From the land of the rising sun to just north of the border, strong style meets street style right here on this podcast. Because you're listening to the Osaka Saint, the Saitama Superstar, the Mad Titan of Tokyo, the American Kaiju. Double your pleasure, double your fun. Because right now, you get two Hogsman for the price of one. He's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the world's greatest Rudo. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to two of the three Hogsmen, Big Duke. He couldn't make it this week. He said he'll be here next week. But it is September 15th. It is a Tuesday night. And right now you are probably listening to us on a Wednesday morning because it is our new new time. New time slot. New time slot. But uh, it, this is uh, El Numero Uno, Mike Camden. And you're also listening to the American Kaiju, Devin Sparks. We are the Hogsmen. And uh, Devin Sparks... What's happening? Well, what's happening? Uh, you can't see it right now because we don't have a video stream. But I'm wearing my big Duke shirt to support Duke Appreciation big Duke. Night. Duke Appreciation Night. You supported Duke last week. Last I was supporting week. him tonight. It was his birthday this weekend. Happy birthday, Big Duke! Happy birthday, Duke! And uh, yeah, man, he's uh, he's a third member of the Hogsmen. We haven't seen him this year. We were hoping to get him out here at some point, but uh, COVID and shit. You know. So uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's where we are there. But uh, had a good weekend. Football is back. Football is back. Drank a lot of beer. Did you? <laughs> oh yeah, drank a lot of beer. Had some pizza. I don't really eat pizza, but had some pizza. Yeah. Drank some beer, and uh, yeah, good time. I think with football on Sunday, and I think my, I my the biggest thing I wanted to see the the thing I was most curious about. I think a lot of people were was they wanted to see uh, Brady how he'd do with the Bucks. Yep. Did you catch that game? Uh, it was the Bucks versus the Saints. <clears throat> I did, I did, yeah. Two veteran quarterbacks going head-to-head, mano a mano. You got uh, Tom Brady with the Bucks, and it was you had like, uh, Drew Brees with the Saints. It, it was Hogan and Flair. Basically. Hogan and Flair at the end of their career. Dude, those two combined have what? Seven rings. Seven rings? Seven rings. But rank. also, I mean, they got like, you know, their, their careers combined. They must have, what, 40 seasons? Under their like, Jesus, maybe. Uh, they did it. They ran a stat during the game where Breeze is like the number one all time for passing yards, touchdown, and like completion percentage or something like that. And then Brady's number two for all of those. Yeah, so that was kind of funny to look at. Uh, it was cool to see Brady got the first touchdown for his team. He ran it in like a baller. Uh, they uh, they came up short though. But you know what? Uh, what Brady had like two interceptions. Um, you're talking about a young team that's never played together in a live game. They had no po- uh, no preseason, so they couldn't really you know work out those little uh, those little bugs. Uh, and then you're going up against a team that has got a lot of a lot of experience together. Um, I don't think it's you know uh, the Bucks lost, but I don't think it's you know it wasn't. Uh, it's not like it's oh it's all downhill from here. You know I, I thought they looked okay. You know it wasn't you know it wasn't the it wasn't the Pats. But, uh, you know, I think they'll be okay. They got a hell of a team. A lot of weapons. Yeah. My, the game that I spent the most time watching this weekend was the Colts versus the Jaguars. Oh, did you? I want to see how, uh, how my dad, Phillip Rivers, was doing. Yeah. Didn't do great. I didn't even watch that game. He, uh, he piled up 345 yards or something like that with one touchdown. And then he had a pick earlier in the game. 
the Jags came back at the end of the game. There's four minutes left on the clock, and I'm like, he's going to throw a pick. This is classic Phillip Rivers. I think it was literally one play into the drive, throws a pick. Motherfucker. Oh, so, made me real sad. I'm a huge Rivers fan. I'm a I, huge Rivers fan. Next time I be here, I'll, I'll be in a, probably a Rivers Colts jersey or something like that. I was always, I always supported Rivers. You know, obviously, you know, he had a lot of problems when the pressure was on, tended to, to throw interceptions. But uh, I, I, all around, I liked him, man. I, I did, I was a fan of, uh, of Rivers. Um, you know, a game I watched that had a hell of an ending was the Bears-Lions. Oh, yeah, that was a great ending. Um, my wife is from Chicago, so, she, so she's a Bears fan. And she uh, – so we, actually that came on right after – I think it was the Bucks saints or something. Like, or no, no, it was the Pats. No, no, Packers. Packers. Vikings. Who was it? Vikings. Vikings game. Uh, that ended early, so they put on the, the ending of the Detroit. <laughs> ended early, you could say that. It was like 43 to 18 or some shit yeah. like that. So they put on the uh, they, they put on the remainder of the Bears-Lions uh, – and that Lions receiver that dropped the ball in the end zone, no excuse. Um, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. Swift. Was that who it was? Brand new running back. They took him at the beginning of the first second. NFL game. Yeah, they took him at the beginning of the second round. He could have. He was like everyone's overall favorite to be like the number one running back off the board. Basically, yeah. Ended up being the second one. It was like the second pick in the second round. But yeah, his first game ever. He got a touchdown earlier in the game. And then, uh, yeah, Stafford put it right there in his little oh, little lion hands. So the Lions blew, a, what, a 26-7 to lead or something like that? Uh, and, yeah, the second-to-last play of the game, Stafford put it right in his chest. He was open, and the guy just, you know, just choked on the catch. It was, it was incredible. Shit that bad. It was like one of those, like, holy shit moments. And then, okay, so you think that guy's having a bad day. Right, that receiver was his name, DeAndre. What? Swift. Swift. You think he's having a bad day? Did you guys catch that Tennessee Titans game? Oh yeah. Did you see the field goal kicker? Yeah, Goskowski. Now, mind you, he's like Devin was making fun of him the whole night. He was like, yeah. Adam came over. You want to come over for the game next week? No. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Adam. (laughs) Adam. uh, Or sorry, Goskowski is like one of the top kickers of all time. He was on New England for what twenty years or some shit like that. Ten years, I think. Goes over to play for the Titans, who's they're in the same coaching tree. People are probably bored to tears right now. I was talking about football. No, no, they're digging it. <laughs> same co- coaching tree as uh, Belichick. So he's got some familiarity there. And then just fucking blows it wide open with three missed field goals and a missed extra point. Was it three missed field goals or two? Four. <clears throat> I think he missed. There's a month, one was an extra point. Yeah. He, he missed a bunch of field goals, but then he made the game-winning field goal. Oh, Dude, did he? I, I, thought, to, I, went to, I went to bed before the yeah, end of the he game. He won it with two seconds left. He finally hit one in. But I was like, you're fired. You're gone. How far out was that field goal that he made? Like 25 yards. Oh, so it was, it was, it was, a, like, it was, it was a chip shot. It in, basically. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. So I guess he got he he got injured last season. Am I correct on yeah, that? He was out for the whole year last year. And he didn't really have too many, uh, you know, no, no preseason. So he couldn't really get in, like, live snaps. Uh, still, though, man, like, field goal kicker, you have one job. Yeah. Put it between the uprights. And here's the thing. By the time he missed that that uh extra point no longer is it really uh a physical thing i think it was a mental thing oh yeah definitely somebody's gonna be visiting a sports psychologist oh yeah next week probably already today am i correct on that because like if it, he, it was if in he, his head yeah i mean if he has a job like, yeah like because 
he might be out of a job right now. That was the that was the kind of shit that like they were going they were like, Okay, we're going for the field goal. Like you saw the coach hold up the three like for a field goal at the end of the game, like, Are you serious right now? <laughs> you're gonna do that? Your ass is gonna get fired. If you put him in again and he misses, your ass is on the line. Yeah, and but I also look at it a way as let's say they were like, nah, fuck that. This guy he can't hit shit. Now he's completely destroyed. Like you still have to like maybe show faith in your players as a coach. Am I correct on that? Like I, I don't know. With kickers, man. I don't know if it matters. Well, it's like I mean, no matter how many times we tag and I take the pin, you still go out there with me through the curtain, and you're like, he's gonna pull it together. One and of I these still days. tag you in. You still tag me in, <laughs> and I still take the heat, and <laughs> still bump around, and you're like, why the fuck did I bother with the tag? I was on top. It's kind of it's kind of like I keep taking backdrops for some reason. I keep, <laughs> I, I keep getting hit with backdrops <laughs> over and over and over again. It's really fucking weird. And you think I would have learned yeah. to somehow counter that. Yeah, you would think. Oh, well. Yeah, moving but on. It was cool, man. I was watching uh, the foosball uh, Sunday and then uh, last night. It's just it's it's good to to watch. To, like you said, normalcy, right? We've been, yep. we've been talking about that a lot since this COVID stuff happened. And it's, it's just good to have normalcy back. You know what was interesting is the, uh, the fake crowd noises. Yeah, that would... What's weird is they said that you could hear right through it anyway. There was a lot of cursing going on on the field. Oh, I couldn't hear that. Oh, my God. You could hear. Uh, right when that uh, – what's the field goal kicker's name for the Titans again? Goskowski. Did you hear – after he shanked that third one, <laughs> he yelled out like, fuck. I've, yeah, I've heard, yeah, I heard a bunch of that this week. That's weekend. funny. But there was a whole bunch of that going on. Like It was clearly audible over the, uh, over the, uh, the, the, the feed. I think in a couple of weeks, I think a lot of teams are going to cave and they're going to let fans back in because there's like five or six teams that are already doing it. Yeah, the Chiefs did the that. The Chiefs did it. Well, the dude. Jaguars had fans. Uh, Denver had some fans last night, but not. it was like, I guess it was like a test run because I guess in two weeks they're going to try real fans. But it's it's all going to be lesser. But like even when yeah. you watch the Chiefs game, you could hear people. Yeah. So it sounded normal. By the way, I know everyone who's hearing that voice right now, you're like, Hunter, shut the fuck up. Hunter's not here. That's not producer Adam, in case you – we didn't introduce you with, in the show. I don't have a way of introducing you with the whole Hogsman thing yet. So that's not producer Adam that uh, that just chimed in. He's, he does yeah. the – he actually does the production for the show for us. So yeah. maybe his name will change. And uh, congratulations, Adam. You got our Twitter and our Instagram back. Woo! News. Back! Yeah, it definitely Big was news. me. It definitely Excellent. wasn't Devin. It's back, brother. Who got it? Did, Dev, did I you did. get it? <laughs> yeah, I hit up did Ted. you get it? I well, said, I asked him to because I don't know Ted, so I th- felt it was much easier for Devin to reach out to Ted and just give it to me, and then I could just go with it from there. Well, but, thanks, Dev. Hey, thanks, you're welcome, Ted. buddy. Yeah, I, I, uh, we were talking about it in the car, and I was like, oh, fuck, what well, I'm thinking about, I'm just going to hit up Ted real quick. And he's like, here it is. Here's the stuff. And I typed it in, and boom, it worked. Um, it worked. We're I, back. I, I think you liked or retweet. I don't know who's controlling the the I just, social media. I have it on my phone, but I don't I've touch pretty it. much been doing everything for the last two days. So <laughs> you liked or retweeted something, and I was like, "Holy shit! Somebody's got control of this." Yeah. Uh, of oh, a, that was me. I, that was me yeah, at the time. Yeah. He started, but since last night, I've been the one tweeting and Instagramming. But, but go follow us. You know where to do that. We've been preaching it this whole time, and we haven't been able to like you back or retweet you back. But it's at Hogsman Pod on Twitter. At Hogsman Pod on Instagram, and uh, we will be able to interact with you there now. Also, if you want to follow us individually, at Devin Sparks on Twitter, at Mike Camden82 on Twitter, and at Adam J NPA. Uh, Instagram, it's at American Kaiji for me, and at Mike underscore Camden 
Look at you, man. For El Numero Uno. Look at you, shameless plugs. Uh, cool. So you basically had a full Sunday of, uh, of watching the foosball, huh? Oh, fuck. I mean, what, 12 hours straight, legitimately? Really? And this is the best part. I don't know how it happened. I don't know what I did to deserve this. I'm sure it'll fucking come back to me later this week. But uh, no complaints from the wife. <laughs> yeah. Not to you. Not to me. I mean, that's fine. She can complain to whoever she wants. I don't give a shit. As long as I can watch football, I don't care. No complaints. At the beginning of the second game last night, Devin was somewhere, and she turns to me. She's like, what quarter is this game in? I'm like, oh, this is a brand new game. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> she is not happy. See, my, oh, that's fine. My wife has no problem with, with, with watching football. Actually, uh, I've told you my wife likes to gamble out in Vegas, right? She likes yeah. to hit the tables, play some, uh, play some blackjack. She's actually pretty uh, good at it or lucky, whatever. Uh, so now she's got into sports betting. Oh, it's so fun. And she uh, she actually did a hell of a job uh, with her bets oh, yesterday. Shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Or uh, Sunday. Let's yeah. hear about it. What'd she do? Uh, she had the Bears. I can't, I can't remember if she did, like, the over, the under, the spread, or straight up. But I know she had the Bears winning. So they uh, somehow... Miraculously, that came. You know that. They I, yeah, that I give off. anyone credit who hits on the spread because the spreads in football are sometimes so hard to hit. Well, so especially in week one. When did the Steelers play? Uh, that was last night. Last night, right? I think they had under the. She had under the combined. The combined. Yeah, score. that was gonna be a shit. Game. I think that was forty-four. Yeah. And then I think the the final score was like combined was like forty-two or something nice. like that. Forty-one. And then she had a few other games that she won. So. I don't know. Maybe she's got a horseshoe up her ass. So here's here's what you do. This is what I like. I like the games where I, you know, I can spot it, and I'm like, that team's fucking winning, hands down. And they're like, oh, the spread's like three and a half points. They're going to win by three and a half. And it's like, oh, really? The Baltimore Ravens are going to win by three and a half points against the Cleveland Browns? They have alternate spreads on this shit. So you could go, oh, I think they're going to win by ten points or more. And you go, yeah, of course they're going to win by ten or more. And then the spread, it's like, oh, instead of winning, like, you know, if it's like if you put five bucks on it, instead of winning, you know, doubling your money and winning ten, it's like oh you'll win twenty. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that instead. That's my game right there. I like get I like going. They're gonna win. They're gonna win big. Put it on it. I think you talked about it earlier in like beginning of the podcast, but uh, you didn't actually say it was me. But I won like five hundred dollars on the Royal Rumble last year. Oh yeah. Oh really? Did you did you do that thing where you have to pick out of a hat? Or no, like I just went. I went on. Uh, there's legal gambling sites now, and yeah. you can go and you can't do what you can do with football, but you can go pick, and they they only let you bet max like twenty five bucks. Yeah. But like the people who won the Royal Rumble, which were I think Charlotte and Drew McIntyre, they you hit were on both, both like, of them. They were like so low odds. Like I bet on them twenty five bucks, and it was like two fifty to win. Nice. And they both won, and I was like, okay. Actually, uh, like our first or second episode, we talked about gambling on a did uh, we? predetermined sport. Remember, because Hunter said, "Oh yes, yes, we did." did. Yeah, and uh, and you were at, you asked me like, "Did I know that?" And I was like, "Yeah, you can you can yeah bet." Yeah. On that was I think he was referencing. I think he referenced me in that probably podcast, yeah. But. Um, I was gonna say we're talking about you know gambling and sports and football and wrestling, obviously. Um, I'm a big fantasy football guy myself. Mm -hmm. Got my fucking ass kicked this weekend. Yeah. I Fantasyjocks.com. Annihilated. That's what I was going to say is last year I won Adam's championship. Adam has a league. He won mine three years in a row. I didn't have a trophy for him. I wish I did. But what would have been better would have been a nice championship belt. That you championship get from, belt. You get that from fantasyjocks.com. Fantasyjocks.com. 
You guys, you know, we've already we've already got into the uh, NFL season. I'm pretty sure all fantasy uh, uh, teams have been drafted. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure. That? You can do weekly drafts, but yeah. So now we're ones. looking at the end of the season, right? There's going to mm-hmm. be a winner. Hopefully there's a winner. Hopefully it's you. And like I said, you don't want no little trophy from a little league team, right? That's what suckers win. That's for suckers. What you want is a championship belt with your name on it, custom. Yes, they can do custom. Fantasyjocks.com, they'll take care of you. Adam is basically the Ric Flair of my fantasy football. I've had a fantasy league going for like 10 years, and he's I think he won four times. More than that. But yeah. I've maybe 12 years. He's won four times. He won three in a row. I was so fucking livid. I wanted to kick him out of the league. I was so mad at this motherfucker. <laughs> but me, being a cheap-ass you know, fantasy <laughs> commissioner like I am, I said, hey, congrats, boyo. Here's your money. <laughs> That's it. No fantasy belt. Don't be a bitch like me. Go out and get yourself a fantasy belt for uh, you know whoever wins your league. Put that I, together. I have So I never got into the, the fantasy uh, sports stuff, right? Um, but a lot of my friends do it. I have friends that legitimately don't talk anymore. Like their their friendships were ruined. That's me. Devin I've has a whole like Devin to. has like ten friends out that just quit a league one year because they were mad about some trade that he made and he doesn't talk yeah, to any of them. There's anymore. friends that I was friends with in high school, right? So, but when we play fantasy, we play for money. You're not just we're not just like hey bragging rights, bitch. It's like no, put your fifty bucks on the line. We play for keeps. Let's play for keeps, bitch. And there was a trade that went down that they didn't like. They were they're negotiating a trade. And I was like, okay, well, I know you're negotiating this trade. Number one, you shouldn't have told me that because I want that player too. Went in there, basically swooped the player, got the deal. They threw a fit. I think it was three or four of them. They all quit the league. Like, ah, <laughs> fuck you. Give me my money back. That's a bullshit trade. I'm like, it's a bullshit trade. It's a very fair. It was, uh, so this is the trade. If anyone knows anything about football, it was uh, Todd Gurley at the peak of his career for DeAndre Hopkins at the peak of his career. So, like, the number one. Uh, running back for the number well like he was maybe two or three wide receiver at the time same shit anyway that was the trade and they quit the league over that said we're not we're not gonna play anymore give us our money back I'm like fuck you guys damn hardcore man hardcore yeah I I saw a lot of my friends like bickering like over stuff like that like bad trades or you know sketchy trade I don't know whatever and I'm like, you guys are fucking insane. But I guess there is money riding on it, right? When it comes down to money, you don't fuck with money. Yeah. It really does add, though, a sense of, like, interest in, like, so much more, like, so many more games when you're playing. Because oh, yeah. if you just have one team, that's the only game you really care about. And uh-huh. then other games are on, you're just like, whatever. But if you have fan, you're like, I have someone in this game, someone in that game. So you're all, like, there's a, there's a rooting. Like, dude, we lost the Chargers. We lost the entire fucking sports franchise. They're in LA now. I hope to God they lose. Now that Philip Rivers is gone, I hope they lose every game for the remainder of their entire. You know what I mean? Like, I hope they all burn in hell. I hope their locker room burn. I hope someone throws a bag of shit in their locker room before every game. I'm dead serious. I really do. Um, I hope on the field they throw bags of shit. Like in hockey, they'll throw hats for like a hat trick. You know what I mean? I hope they throw bags of shit when they score a touchdown. That's how I feel about the Chargers. (laughs) Um, But uh, we lost that. Who the fuck are we supposed to root for? So I pick a player I like. I like this guy on this team. I like this guy on that team. And I have a reason to watch those games. Like I love Rivers, so I'm going to watch the Colts now. The fucking Indianapolis. Dude, have you been to Indianapolis? No. It's my brother. So when I was going, when I was at OVW, my brother and I went to a Cubs game. We're going up to the Cubs game. I'm like, let's stop in Indianapolis. Let's get lunch there. What the fuck? It's like a, you know five more hours to get to get to Chicago. Where I'm looking on my phone, I'm looking for a place to eat. I'm like, what's like the most Indianapolis place to eat lunch? And I'm looking at reviews and shit on Yelp. We drove past it in like literally two exits. 
That's how small Indianapolis is in comparison to like a San Diego. You drive to San Diego, right? Cause, so the freeway goes around it. Mm-hmm. The freeway goes, it goes up, does a big bow to the right, and then goes back up again. That's how it does it. So in San Diego, you were driving for, you can't drive around San Diego. You're driving a full hour once you get from the top of San Diego and Oceanside down through what Chula Vista, National, yeah, yeah, to Mexico. You the board. You're driving at least an hour through San Diego. You can drive around Indianapolis. We missed the city of Indianapolis because I was trying to find a place to eat. Really interesting. Dead serious. I actually have relatives out in Indiana, so I, but I've never been there. Yeah. Um, now here's the thing: we were, and I, I'm still a Chargers fan. Uh, I understand the uh, controversy and why people do hate the Chargers. Wait, what? Can you edit that out, Adam? No. That's fucked up. What? You're still a He's mad that you're a Charger I fan. Am, so. man. I am, man. What am I going to do? Just just be like, oh, they're dead to me. Yes, no, I'm just not yes gonna that's do exactly it. what you're going to do. I'm still going to root for the Chargers. Imagine if I threw you through a barbershop window. Would you still root for me? Well, Shawn Michaels fucking had a hell of a run after that. And so you would root for me. Eventually, they teamed again. What's so that? Eventually, they teamed again. I mean, that was after kissing McMahon's ass. But anyways, that's uh, I'm still a Charger fan. But uh, what was I going to say is... Uh, Judas... What I was going to say is that uh, watching the L.A. Rams game, right? I'm they, a Rams fan they, now. The Rams. They really showed off that stadium. Why? Because nobody can fucking go there. You know, like that place was empty. But that $5 billion to make that stadium, incredible. It looks fantastic. It looks beautiful. It looks like the future. And I got a question. If you, like, would you rather go to a, a stadium or a ballpark, pick either, that has some new age shit like that, right? Like some like modern stuff? Or would you rather go to a place that has some history behind it? I gotta like let's say like Lambeau Field, right? If they were like, hey listen, we're gonna we're gonna knock down Lambeau Field, we're gonna put up this new state of the art uh stadium. Do you think people would get behind that or be like, no, that we want that history to go along with it? Here's my answer. I don't fucking care. Really? Yeah. It's not like a baseball park to me, like a ballpark. I'm like, that has real history, right? Baseball's been around longer. Like, I would go. So if I could have gone to the old Yankee Stadium, I would have. If I could, if I could, Fenway's on my list. I got to go to Fenway. I've been to, I think, like 12 or 15 baseball stadiums, and I'm trying to hit all of them in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. But they keep making new ones. <laughs> but, like, I go to the new ones. I'm like, this is stale. I went to the new, uh, I went to the new uh, Cardinal Stadium. In, uh, in St. Louis, it's stale as fuck. It looks like a generic, it's nice because it's new, right? Yeah. But it's like a generic, uh, I don't know, ballpark that you'd make like in a, in a video game. Yeah. Um, I went to the new Brave Stadium. That was kind of cool. Also very generic. Um, Petco, I think, stood out a lot more to me than some of these other ballparks that I've been to. Like uh, Miami was somewhat generic, except for they had a club in the outfield. I wasn't going to a club in the outfield. Um, they have, like, fish tanks behind home plate. They might have even replaced those. I'm not I sure. I think those are gone now. Those are gone. Okay. At the time, they were there. And they have, like, a weird dolphin or they got mar- rid of that marlin. That ju- okay, that's gone. I was there when it was there. I was there I was there the second day it opened. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think there's history behind ballparks. As far as football goes, there's really, the list is really Lambeau Field, and I think – it would have been Candlestick Park, and that's it. I think Lambeau is the only football stadium that I'm yeah. like. I kind of want to see it. Yeah. Because it's you know it's it's in Wisconsin. It's in a really small city in Wisconsin. Right. Probably smaller than Indianapolis. 
Because the people who live in the city are the ones who own the team. Like, right, yeah. There's no owner. The city owns the team. Yeah, I, I don't think, as far as these other stadiums go, really, I think Lambeau is probably the only one left that has history there. Everything else is relatively new. I went to, I wasn't, uh, I've been to the Bengals Park when that was relatively new. Soldier Field has been remodeled, but that's been there a long time. Yeah. In Chicago. Yeah. Everything's new. I can't think I've of been a single Soldier Field too. I, I can't think of a single one that's old. Uh, football related. So everyone gave the Chargers shit, right? They moved up to Carson, or they moved it to LA, but LA, they had to yeah. play in Carson in that shitty little yeah. soccer field, whatever, for the Galaxy. So the San Diego Aztecs are going to be playing this year up at Carson Park where the Chargers played. So they're moving their they're moving their season to the spring or delaying their season until they can figure out a better COVID plan. Oh, really? And they're playing in fucking Carson. And their whole thing after the Chargers left was like, we'll never leave you. We're San Diego State. Like, it was, I think their phrase was one city, one team, and all this shit. And it's like, wait a minute. You're playing your games up in L.A. Why, why aren't they playing over at the uh, the Murph? Because they're knocking uh, that down. They're knocking it down. But oh, they are? Like, really soon. Like, I didn't Much know sooner that. than they planned. They want to get the new stadium up by, like, next year, 2022 or something like that. Yeah. So the Padres had offered originally, like, hey, play your games at Petco Park. No yeah. big deal. Padres are about to fucking make the World Series, dog. That's or true. at least the playoffs. The uh, MLB is hosting the playoffs in San Diego this year. The, so they're being hosted, we talked about this last week, in the Texas new stadium, uh-huh. the Texas Rangers. And they're playing in San Diego. And where's the other one? Uh, the Dodger Stadium. Dodgers. So Dodgers in San Diego. And then must be playing in. But ALCS is here. Okay. So everything pretty much is going right. So they cannot, they cannot host football games on that it's yeah. just impossible yeah, so no. i get what they're doing but i just thought it was kind of ironic It'll fuck up the field too yeah uh no that's com- yeah that's actually com- completely understandable speaking of la speaking of sporting events in la uh there was one of interest up in la this weekend that i was stoked about what's that from my boy mike my boy mike had a sporting event in uh, la this weekend uh i did on the books, it was it was there. Pretty big match. Pretty big match. Uh, Who was I'm, it against? Uh, a guy named Jacob Fatu. He's never done anything, right? Uh, he holds a little championship called MLW. MLW, what's that? Uh, Major League Wrestling. Okay, not following. And he also comes from a family of uh, you know some some wrestlers. Yep. Um, I don't know if you the Undertaker really, family. I don't really know if you'd know any of them. Nope. Um, but yeah, he comes from a. Dynasty. Mm. It's actually called the Samoan Dynasty. Mm. So yeah, uh, if any of you tuned in on Facebook to watch uh, Jacob Fatu against Mike Camden, it was scheduled to happen, and then something happened. I got injured Thursday night at training, so I was not able to make that. Mm. I I believe I tore my left uh, calf muscle and. Uh, it's just one of those things, man. So here's the thing. Earlier in the day, I was at a, I've, I've been, uh, my wife and I have been going to a personal trainer and we had like a heavy leg, leg day, right? Um, just one of those, one of those leg, uh, you know, leg days where you're barely walking afterwards. And I was like, okay, I'm going to training tonight. Cause I'm usually, I usually coach, uh, the Thursday night classes and I'm like, I probably shouldn't be getting into the ring right now because my legs are smoked. But you know what? I'll get in there. I'll do easy stuff. And that's about it, man. I won't do anything stupid. I got a big match coming up this weekend 
for a new promotion that I've never worked for. And uh, I'm going up against a, a, a hell of an opponent. I'll get in there and I'll just kind of roll around. I'll do some things. Nothing, nothing serious. So I show up to training. Uh, Dom was there. Um, and then a few of uh, the newer kids were there. So we start in there. We get in the ring and I start rolling around. We all start rolling around. And we're just doing warm-up drills basically, right? You're doing front rolls, back rolls, three-quarter rolls. And then we start doing like up and overs. And... Uh, Eventually, we get into like a little uh, warm-up spot. It was like an up and over, hit the ropes. The person uh, will drop down in front of you, three-quarter roll over. That's it, right? So I do that once with Dom, and I felt like a little something in the back of my calf, like a little cramp, right? Like something like that, where you're just like, oh, I'll just work it out a little bit, you know? The next spot that I do, same spot, uh, I, I do the up and over. I hit the mat, and I pivot to hit the rope. And I felt something like, I, I literally felt something hit my calf. I, I turned around, I looked at the, other, the students and I go, did you guys throw something at me? And they're looking at me like I'm an idiot. And, I, and then I just took, I, I stepped and I was like, uh-oh. Like, I, I immediately knew that I tore my, I tore my muscle, the, the muscle in my calf and I rolled out. And uh, I was just like, oh crap, this is bad. Like, this is bad, I can barely walk. <clears throat> So anyways, I just kind of, I stayed at the practice and I watched the kids, uh, had them do a match. I had them do some other stuff and I just kind of like, you know, sat on the side and, you know, freaked out about my leg. <laughs> and um, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll wait to the morning, see how it is. And woke up in the morning, it was pretty swollen. I could still barely walk on it. So I hit up a uh, Knox Pro. Um, I, I basically said, I'm sorry guys, like this happened last night i won't be able to to make the show i won't be able to wrestle and you know it sucks it, it always dev you can understand where i'm coming from you make that you make that phone call right or the the message text message whatever explaining the situation and there's like it, it's a it's a bad feeling having to cancel a booking because you don't know Especially on a first, uh, the first time you work for a promotion, because you don't know if that invitation's coming back afterwards, right? That's happened to a lot of people, man. And um, you know, so I, I hit them up and I said, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not going to make this show. I'm injured, and but you know, down the road, I hope to be able to work for you. Um, you know, I, I'm like once again, I'm sorry. And you know, there's a lot of stories from people that got injured. And somebody else had to step in, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe that guy, you know, it, that's the the little. Um, that's what? How can I say? It? That's the uh, the chance. Mm -hmm. Maybe like, oh yeah, just by chance. You know, that's the chance that that guy had, and and maybe they needed. He, that's the one they needed to. And he fall took out. off, right? Yeah. And so I, you know, it sucks because I don't know if if they're gonna use me again. You know, some like when you get hurt, you're 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 your file goes to the bottom of the pile yeah. and it's happened to me in the past. But anyways, so I've been nursing this injury all weekend. And, uh, for anyone that doesn't understand, imagine applying for a job that's filling, Hey, we need to fill ASAP. And they're yeah. like, when can you work? And you're like in six months. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Thanks for applying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it is, man. It's like you apply for a job. They say, cool, you got the job. 
something happens where you're like, listen, I, I, I got hurt. And they're like, oh, cool. You can't start right now. All right. Well, better luck next time. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, yeah, let us know when you're when you're ready. Again. We'll, or, or, yeah, we'll be in touch if another position opens up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it sucks, man. It sucks having to go through that process. Uh, I've been hobbling on my leg the whole all weekend. And uh, well, what sucks, I, I show up. uh for the podcast today mike's wearing his wife's yoga pants and his fucking ankle it's like uh, the first thing i do is i look down and i see his ankle i'm like oh shit he's got pregnancy ankles like, yeah <laughs> he's yeah. got he's got pregnant woman ankles right now and uh his calf is fucking huge i turned to adam in the car after you, you turned around and went upstairs to get something chairs for the podcast whatever and i'm like his calf looks massive. Either he's he's it's really fucked up, like right now it's still super swollen, or he's got a. I thought you had an ice pack in there. I had an ice pack under your uh, what do you call it? your compression pants there? Over it's your compression calf. pants Tuesday. Okay, it's, which uh, this is news to me. It's not. It's not. These aren't my my wife's yoga pants. Actually, I bought these because I heard uh, I've been really uh, going going hard on the WebMD. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, ha- I haven't gone to see a doctor because I guarantee the doctors will be like, yep, tore your calf, uh, stay off of it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, stay off of it, and uh, it's $280. Exactly. Pay on your way out. And listen, that's not how the world works, right? I can't just stay off of my, my, my feet. I got a business to run, you know? So, uh, Daddy's got to go to work. Daddy's got to go to work. And I, uh, I've been reading, you know, watching YouTube things of physical therapists, how to treat, you know, a, a torn muscle in your calf. And one of them said compression sleeves and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll buy these. By the way, uh, I feel like a real athlete right now wearing these things. <laughs> you know? You should. You really should. I remember when Cain Velasquez came to train with us at Level Up. Uh, he shows up, you know, like he's got his gear bag. He's got like his, his plain clothes on. And then he goes and changes and gets into like compression pants and like a, a shirt. And he looked like a real athlete, like a real professional athlete. And I was looking at him like, huh, I don't look like that. Hunter and I look like fucking high school kids in our gym clothes, you know? So I feel like I'm a real athlete right now wearing these things. Mike de-aging himself about 45 years right there to look like a high school athlete. I yep. love it, dog. That's, yep. that's amazing. Yep. But anyways, um, um, yeah, man, so I'm hurt. I don't know what the recovery time is going to be. I, I'm hoping maybe just a couple months. But yeah, now, fuck a couple months. I hope it's not even that. Um, I, I, I that, that's we got towns to make, brother. I know, but the the good thing is, is now I get to make my surprise comeback. Right? Fuck, that's my what we're doing now. Comeback from two two months away. I've been gone for two months, guys. Oh shit! Look at I'm back, and I didn't tell anybody. I'm a surprise. We had uh, we have a match next month. We two, do. we do. So let's see. Let's let's get that. Uh, Here's the good let's thing. Get some ice. Where's your ice? <laughs> Uh, it's upstairs, but um, you know we'll figure out something. And uh, you know it sucks, man, because you know obviously a part of the business is is you get hurt, you get injured, right? There's some injuries you work through. You can muscle it out. Oh, you can't muscle. And man. this one I, I can't, man. I, I've worked on injuries. I, I've worked while injured before, and uh, it, it sucks. But you know I've done it. Actually, I had a hell of a weekend uh, with my injured ankle. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I remember that. So I – can I tell this story? Let's we, do it. We I think we've talked well. about it before, but do it. Because I, I wanted to lead into this about injuries and wrestling. And you and I have worked through a couple – I mean, fuck, we've worked through our fair share. But you fucked yourself up pretty good before making another debut. Yes. Yeah. Two debuts. Yeah. 
So uh, Dev and I were out in Arizona. Uh, let's see. This must have been in 2017. Was this Duke's last match? Possibly. I think it was around September or something like that of 2017. Yeah. It was Devin, myself, uh, Julius was in the car, a.k.a. Judas. I think, da- yeah, Duke was in the car, and I can't remember if anybody else was. And that match that I had out there, I did a, uh, a moonsault to the outside from the second rope. I didn't get caught well, and I thought I broke my ankle. I literally stopped the match. I was like, I looked at the the other person that I was in the match with. It was a multi-man match, and I said, I'm done. I, I I just felt something in my ankle like move when I when I when I checked it. So I'm out. I don't give a fuck. Mike you looked know? at his ankle. His ankle looked at him. Yeah. <laughs> it said no. And uh, you know, and plus it was like right at the finish, and I was like, there's no point of trying to. You know, it's just at a certain point in your life, you got to go. You know what? It's not worth messing right. myself up more to go and finish this match in front of 50 people. Right. So anyways, I looked at the, one of the guys and I go, I'm done. I can't, I can't, I can't. And uh, match finishes and I go in the back and actually there happened to be a doctor in the crowd that one of the wrestlers knew and was like, hey, do you want them to come back and take a look at it? I'm like, yeah, sure, you know? And uh, the, the doctor was nice enough to come back, check it out. And they're like, well, I don't think it's broken, but it was already swelling up. And uh, it was bad. I could barely walk on it. So we drive back home, which is a nightmare. Six hours. My foot's oh, God, I remember killing that. me. And uh, in two weeks, I, ha- I had to. Uh, I had to. I had a full weekend. I got asked to do PCW's Young Guns from uh, the Sheik. Did they not check your ID and check your age on that? Well, that's the funny. When the Sheik hit me up for it, he. Go- I-, I go, yeah, man, but. I'm not a young gun, dude. I'm, 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 I was like 36 at the time, and he goes, right. "Ah, it's just a, it's just a title of the it's show." Greenhorns. We should have called like, it Greenhorns. I'm like, "All right, cool, man. All right, cool." So I had that booking. Also, that was the weekend that I got booked for the first time up at WCWC up All in right, Portland. Yeah. So Saturday night, I had PCW up in Long Beach, and then Sunday, I had to be up at WCWC in Portland. Uh, Portland want or WCWC wanted me the full weekend, but I said I already have a booking for Saturday night. Can I fly up there Sunday? And they're like, Yeah, no problem. So two weeks goes by, my ankle is still pretty injured, and uh, I'm supposed to be wrestling Jake Atlas. So I show up to the venue up in Long Beach, and uh, I immediately tell Jake, like, Hey, man, my ankle's fucked. And, you just posted this video online recently. Uh, yeah, the, it's, a, it's a little clip from the video or from the match, yeah. But I go, hey, Jake, uh, my ankle's fucked. And this is like a competition. Uh, the fans voted to for their favorite wrestler or whatever. And the, uh, the winner gets to go on to a bigger PCW show. Um, the one where they almost have like a thousand people in attendance and all that kind right, of stuff. Right, so they treated this like an NXT type show, basically. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you're going to get called up to the main roster yeah, for this show. Exactly. So I told Jake, listen, man, my ankle's fucked. And, but I'm going to do whatever I can to make you look good so you win this. Straight up, you know, because I was like, I- I'm hurt. I'm straight up hurt. I can't, I can't do really much. If you read between the lines, what he's saying is this is why. Jake's in NXT right now. Exactly. Yeah. So we go over the match. Or 205 Live. And I remember uh, Sheik was going around because he didn't have, like, the finishes. The finishes were called by a flip of the coin. Sick. (laughs) So I ended up getting the win. 
<laughs> but okay, so I'm gonna tell this story, right? And some people are gonna be like, "Oh, you're fucking Martin or some shit like that." But I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you fucking straight up. <clears throat> the show starts. Uh, Jake and I, I believe, are the third matchup, and there's. Let's see. There's eight people, so what? Four matches, right? Four matches plus Hammerstone and uh, and Joe Graves were were wrestling, so five matches. Um, show starts. It's at a bar. It's in the parking lot area, and there's a good good amount of crowd show that showed up. First two matches go on, and I'm I'm, I'm not. If I'm lying, I'm dying. <laughs> Crickets, crickets. The crowd is not into these matches and I can I, I didn't watch these matches but I could just tell they weren't playing to the crowd they were probably just going over their spots right just going you know opening shine cut off whatever all that stuff spot 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 and um, Sheik comes up to me right before the match and goes hey you got something better than these two matches right I go yeah man I got it I got it you know I'm hurt <laughs> I can't do like too many spots like I gotta work the crowd here so uh, we go out, and man, Jake and I had the crowd. And now you might say, and this is like what some, I remember somebody said this, oh, this is like your hometown, hometown crowd. I'm like, no, no this is not your hometown This is crowd. L.A. Like, I, I'm not a hometown guy. You're the one guy who's not from around there. Exactly. Everybody's from all over the place. There's cats from NorCal, cats oh, okay. from San Bernardino, from Arizona. I remember looking at the card, and I thought most of it was from L.A. <clears throat> no. No? Let's go over the card real quick. Who, who was in this competition? Uh, you had Adrian Quest, L.A., Carl Fredericks, Chris okay, Bay, up, up north, Vegas, uh, Jarrell Nelson, L.A., and Atlas, myself, and Atlas, L.A., Evan St- uh, Evan Daniels, okay, Arizona. Is that it? So you had three from L.A., three out of eight. That's almost half the card. And there's probably somebody else. But anyways, so we get out there, and I have three friends in the crowd because they live up in the long or. Uh, Huntington Beach area. I have three friends. That's it. And man, for some reason, the crowd was into my shit. I was like, "Oh, this is cool, man!" Like, and we almost had like Jake and I had like dueling chants going on, mm. right? And we're doing it, man. We're, we had a good match. Uh, it went over well. The crowd was way into it. The crowd was chanting my name, and I was like, "All right, cool. This looks good." Yeah. Right. This looks really fucking good. Uh, to to hopefully the Sheik and uh, and and Mike the owner of PCW was there, and uh, I was like, all right, cool, man. And so then, I think uh, you know the, the the last match of this competition happened, and and nothing I think really came from that, like as far as the crowd reaction. And then like uh, Hammer and uh, and Graves went out there, and even in the back. The other guys were like, "Hey, Mike, have fun at the uh, at the PCW show." Basically saying like, right. "You won." Like, come on, they fucking heard the crowd. I heard the crowd. So they're doing this uh, this voting uh, this online by phone. I can't remember. Ex- I don't know exactly how they did it. Right. But um, I'm in the. They, they gather us all in the ring to kind of mention, like, to to announce who won. So I'm thinking, man, I, I got this in the bag. I heard the crowd. The other guys have already basically said, like, hey, have fun um, at the at the show. I'm thinking, I got this. So they named off, like, who, who the third person, the third most votes, the second most votes. And um, this is election night. They called and conceded. That's yeah, they, yeah, they conceded. Yeah, they said, Mike, we're not, you know, we didn't get the votes. This is you. <laughs> As, <laughs> you so, won Florida. Obviously, <laughs> this is your, this is now your term. So then... Uh, they the the winner is Chris Bay, right? And good pick, 
What's up? Good pick. I didn't see the match, but that was a great pick. Hey, man, you know, a hell, hell of a wrestler, and he's done, he's, he's done very well for himself. So he, uh, he, got, he, he won, right? And my friend, one of my friends was there, comes up to me and goes, how, how did you not win? And then he looked at, like, he showed me, like, the, the voting thing. And there was something, like, screwy about it. I can't remember what. And not, not that I'm saying it's intentional or anything like that. It might have just been, like, an, you know, a flaw or something like that. And I go, eh, man, I don't care. I heard the crowd. I, I'm pretty sure, you know, Mike and the Sheik uh, heard the crowd. You know, I, I, th- I, I think I have something here. You know, I, I think they saw that. Like, regardless of who won, I think I'll get a, sh- a call. I'm anyway. thinking I'm going to get an invite to this uh, to, to one of the shows. <laughs> Never happened. Mm. And you're talking about elections. I'm basically Hillary Clinton. Oh fucking Hillary! You I'm, won the popular vote. Yeah, I'm, I'm Hillary Clinton. Uh, so I, I lost, right? I, di- I didn't even place top three. <laughs> and uh, but I'm like, whatever, dude. I got to go up to Portland tomorrow morning, you know. So I'm, I'm still flying high on that. My ankle's hurting, right? Yep. But I, I just did one match. I'm but those okay. feel great once you hit really high elevation. I hear. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I drive back home. I got an early flight to drive up to Portland or to fly up to Portland and I, I'm thinking like cool man I'm going to do one match in Portland uh, for my debut at WCWC show up and I get kind of shown around uh, Hammer's there also so uh, I'm kind of hanging out with him and uh, you're just kind of learning the ropes of how this place works I look at the card I've got three matches that day three matches they have a, uh, a a tournament going on for like a number one contender stuff, and I was like, "Oh, I've got three matches. Like, okay, <laughs> let's see how this goes." And uh, it was cool actually because I uh, I uh, they did they went Japanese style. They mm-hmm. did they brought out all the uh, <clears throat> competitors, all the wrestlers for this tournament out into the ring. And they had like the heels and the and the faces on each side, and and I was they were like, hey, can you go heel? I'm like, of course I can, yeah. And they put me with a manager. His name was uh, Jeremy, and him and I hit it off great. Like I'd never met him, but we we it was good. And then I was I was uh, I was uh, positioned right next to Gangrel. There you go. And this is when I was like, I've never met David. I'm like, I'm marking out. I'm just like, holy fuck, that's Gangrel. Did you ask him about his reverse Irish whip? No. So I uh, so good best reverse Irish whip in the game. I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> oh, well, I agree. So 100%. goddamn good. So I uh, it's funny because right before we went out, uh, Gangrel's like, "Hey Mike, where have I where have I met you before?" or something like that. And I was just like, uh, "We've never met." He but. no. This is this is a true story. He remembered high fiving you at a house show in San Diego when you were Possibly. twelve years old. That's possibly. It. <laughs> I do have a picture of that of that show. But I'm like, I've never. We've never met. But I'm a huge fan. And yep. he goes, Oh, I must have just heard your name before or something like that. And I'm like, This is like Gangrel's the shit. You know, it's <laughs> awesome, man. He's putting you over. All right, whatever, Gangrel. You're all right. Yeah. So uh, I. Uh, first match i have a very easy match against adrian matthews he's already involved in a storyline they basically already have the the match finished or i'm sorry the the finish of the match taken care of they're just like yeah go out there we did like six minutes and uh i was like all right cool man i'm I'm good to go you know the ankles hurting but i'm I'm good to go uh next match was against hammer uh hammerstone because he was in the tournament also ybh and he he knows my ankles kind of hurt and uh you know, Hammer's professional. 
we worked around it but still man you know you're running around on this ankle and working on it it's 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 taking a beating so after that match i was like oh my god you were in kick pads at the time or boots i had kick pads i had wrestling shoes i had an ankle brace i had what's that kxt tape Mm -hmm. i had basically everything that you could possibly imagine sure wrapped up around that ankle and I had I was taking Tylenol extra, uh, Tylenol extra like crazy, like almost like at a dangerous rate, <laughs> right? But uh, so after that second match, my ankle is like throbbing. Like I had to take my wrestling boot off or my wrestling shoe off to like just I don't know, man. And uh, so my my last match is against a gentleman named Jeff Boom who who wrestles out of Florida. And I just go. Did he come out to Peyote's boom? No. Wait, he might have. He okay. might have. He yeah. might have. Yes. I, I was like, no, that's a huge missed opportunity right have, there. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm sitting on the ground, and my ankle is killing me. And Jeff comes over and he goes, "Hey, man, how you doing?" And I go, "Jeff, I, like I've never met the guy, but he's he's a very nice guy." And I go, "I, I really want to have like an incredible match with you, man, but my ankle is like killing me, killing me. We got to find a way to like." And they wanted us to go like I think like twelve. You know, twelve to fourteen or Which something. Which, if like anyone that. knows, Mike can't go twelve. Not on <laughs> you this. You guys angle. know Mike. He's he's six to six to eight tops. So I, uh, I'm just like, holy crap, man! This is going to be like a long, like boring match because I can't do shit. But here's the great thing about being well, and I don't say the great thing, but here's the here's the learning experience from being injured is you learn how to work around it, right? Right. You go, what is at my disposal? Okay, I have a manager, right? A heel manager. What can we do to get him involved? You know, how, what can we do to make this entertaining that doesn't involve running the ropes, you know, crisscrossing, up and overs, all that kind of stuff? So we found a way to include my manager and just have him do a lot of the, a lot of the, the heat, I guess you would say. Sure. You know? So uh, went out there, had the match. Like I said, my manager, Jeremy, um, he, he took care of a lot of the stuff finished the match and I was like oh, thank god like my weekend's over like I can go back to like sitting on my couch and and you know getting off my my ankle but uh you know that's what I that's one thing like any of you young wrestlers out there that are worried about getting hurt yeah you don't want to get hurt but also take it as a learning experience cuz you're not going to be able to do let's say you're a high flyer cat let's say like you're a, you're a whole you're a big spotty person you're doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff all of a sudden your leg gets taken out from underneath you you can't do that stuff what right. are you going to have to do adapt you're going to have to go back into like you have to go into storytelling mode you have to say what can we do that's entertaining that isn't wrestling basically right am i correct on that dev yeah. did you did you ever have to like go through like an experience like that yeah dude it sucked um so similar thing messed up my ankle um this was i I had just won uh zealot the zealot pro championship out Mm -hmm. in arizona and uh their show was coming their next show was coming up was my first title defense against adrian quest Mm -hmm. and uh i had gone out there that weekend for spring training i go out to arizona for spring training every year um and i went with my boys and we all got (laughs) pretty tanked at a game and we're leaving the parking lot and there's a bar across the street that we're gonna go to, and the you know the there's a little wall between bars, and the wall is maybe I don't know it's like probably 20 yards long, mm-hmm. and I see everyone hopping over, and I I think I took a piss at the other bar or something. I'm like, all right, I'm catching up. I wasn't that bad at this point. I start catching up, and I I do like the wrestling up and over on this. <laughs> That's exactly what I did on this little wall. It's like waist high, right? 
So they had jumped over at a different part, and I had ju- I jumped away. I probably jumped twenty feet away from them. Their part where they jumped over was the same level ground. The part that I jumped over went into a ravine. <laughs> so it was probably about twelve feet down, and heard a snap the second I let my foot. Oh, as I'm going down, I'm going, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And there's these big like river rocks down there that are the size of softballs. And I'm like, I'm gonna fuck myself up. I need to move my ankle. So I, I need to move my foot so I don't land on that rock. So of course, as I move my foot in midair to miss the rock, I land on the side and just oh. hear the crack boom. My ankle was fucking massive. And I thought I broke it and was like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to wrestle on this tomorrow night <laughs> to defend the title. And it was the same thing, right? Like, I felt bad because Adrian Quest is amazing. Obviously, he's doing stuff for New Japan right now. I'm um, doing a great job. And, uh, you know, the, if you... I don't do a ton of shit anyway, right? Like, I'm not a, a spotty guy. If anyone's ever seen anything I've done, I apologize. But <laughs> you know that I'm not a spotty guy. But, uh, you know, I, I involve a lot of character uh, to it. I, I try to incorporate their moveset as much as possible and counter their moves. Like, that's a lot of my offense is countering their moves. Uh-huh. Um, but with Quest, I was like, oh, you know, before this happened, I'm like, oh, I want to go. I want to go. It's my first time, you know, just won their title. Like, let's go. Let's fucking go back and forth. That wasn't happening. <laughs> Went right back to, okay, do a lot of character work, a lot of counters and shit like that. And um, yeah, what, the one thing that did suck in that match was I was like, okay, I had a noticeable limp. Uh-huh. Like it was, because I had just done it the day before. Um, and I was like, dude, you're you're going to have to, you can go back to my Instagram story, or not my story, but if you go back through my, if anyone's listening and wants to check it out on Instagram, I posted a picture of it that weekend because it's fucking bright purple. <laughs> like <laughs> I took a picture of it in the back before the match. It's bright purple. But I had a noticeable limp the second I went out there. So I was like, we're going to have to start hot or something and you're going to have to take my ankle out immediately. Like whatever happened, like I can't, otherwise you're going to be like, Oh, he's hurt the whole time. Mm. You're going to have to fuck up my ankle right away. So that's what we did. We, we worked a little bit. I, I, I think I, I think I did a leapfrog over him or some shit and he slid under and grabbed my ankle on the way down. Some, something like that. Yeah. But it was right off the bat, hurt the ankle and it, and it, you know, for me, it took away a lot of the match for me because I was interested in, you know, trying to go toe-to-toe, keep the pace up a little bit. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, it, it teaches you how to work. It teaches you how to overcome things because you're going to get hurt in the middle of a match. For the, a lot of these young guys who have never wrestled a match yet or have only – maybe you just got your start. Uh, you know, at some of the level-up shows, a lot of these guys ha- were very green before – um, everything shut down in California uh-huh. anyway. So they were, oh, this is my fifth match. You hear him in the back. It was only my seventh match, my tenth match, right? Well, you haven't had a chance to get hurt yet in the ring. Yeah. So that shit happens. I, I've been hurt two or three times in the ring where I sprained something, a knee or an ankle. Um, and, yeah, you got to, well, game plan goes out the fucking window. Figure it out. What are yeah. you going to do? Yeah, think outside the box and go, listen, I can't do move for move for move for move for move. But there's something else we can do. I mean, you think about the history of professional wrestling. It's not the moves that are fucking really that memorable. No. It's the moments, right? So, yeah, man, it's one of those things where you definitely uh, – it's a learning experience. And obviously it sucks being being injured. Right now, you know, I guess this is kind of the best timing to be injured because there's not much wrestling going on. Right. But it's also – it just it sucks, man. I uh, I just gotten back into like – 
you know, with with uh, gyms opening back up and all this kind of stuff, I had like a really good routine going on. And actually, that match I had was that last weekend with uh, out in Vegas with Jordan Cruz. Uh, you know, I, I felt like I got blown up. You know, and that's not a good feeling, right? You never want to be blown up in the ring. And uh, I was like, I don't like this feeling. And I immediately, I've been, you know, I've, I've had a personal. Uh, personal trainer that i've been working with uh twice a week i have a uh a boxing coach that he teaches like mma style boxing and uh, i've been working with him once a week and i even i went to him i go listen man uh pro wrestling is a bunch of up and down movement right up and down you fall you fall down you get back up fall down get back up i go i need that so uh, not along with hitting the mitts i got to sprawl and he goes okay excellent uh, we'll sprawl and then you'll do flying knees. And I'm like, oh, okay. And this is an hour long that I do this with him. And it blew me the fuck up, but it's exactly what I needed. You know, you, you identify the problem, you find a way to, to, to solve it. So I was on a good little, you know, course. And, uh, and then this happens and, and slams the brakes on everything. But what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do besides try and get better as fast as you can and not rush it? Uh, I, I don't want to steal any thunder from NPA here. I don't know if you're going to head this direction or not, but you posted uh, something on, on uh, Instagram that fits right in with here where you said, Ask the Hogs going into today's episode. Do you have that queued up? I think that's a yes. If not, if not I have it queued up. That's Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So he asked, the, this, this fits right in with what we were talking about. He, he said, you know, ask the Hogs anything you want on tonight's podcast. Um, the underscore real underscore mixed mutt uh, asked, What's the scariest botch? Y'all have seen in person, inspired by All Out. But if you saw that botch at All Out, those, those. which one? What happened at All Out? You're talking about the Matt Seidel one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was scary. So um, watching yours where you busted your ankle was pretty scary for me. Was it? Yeah. Uh, another one that I yeah I had just finished my match. I was out, I was out in the crowd uh, watching that on hard cam side. Um, but there was ones in particular where it wasn't necessarily what happened as I'm watching it. I'm like, that's not really that scary. It was the aftermath. So uh, I was I was in a tag team match. It might have even been a triple tag match. I think it was just a tag match, though. Before the match, I'm not going to say any names. This guy is like, hey, um, I really want to do this. I think it was like an acai moonsault or like a, a corkscrew moonsault from the top rope to the outside. Mm-hmm. Like he was going to do – he was going to be on the apron and do a springboard corkscrew moonsault to the outside. I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? That sounds stupid. <laughs> and then, like, we're in a bar. We're in a bar with between the ring and they had guardrails. It's probably four feet maximum between the ring and the guardrails. I'm like, that's stupid. I wouldn't do that if I was you. He's like, no, I really got to do it. I got to, like, and this is, like, at the time. I think this is the time Brian Cage had his get my shit in shirt. And, like, everyone's like, okay, dude, like, all right, get your shit in, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's a really stupid fucking idea. I think we should change it. No, I don't want to do that. Can you do something different? Can you just do a house show dive? No, I don't want to do that. Okay, can you do a suicide dive? No, I don't want to do that. Can you do, like, a, I don't know, a baseball slide? No, I really want to do this springboard moonsault whatever to the outside that sounds stupid okay let's do it so we get out there and it comes time for the spot and i'm sitting there staring at him and i'm like by the way earlier in the match they both members of the tag team had botched numerous spots that they called where it was to the point where i'm like that sounds like like they're going over this i'm like can you do that and they're like yeah 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 and i'm like 
okay <laughs> and then you <laughs> see them do it and you're like why would you call that if it looks like shit yeah um so they he got he starts coming up and i'm watching what he's doing hits the spring i think it was, hits the springboard goes up i'm like up oh, you missed us <laughs> as he's going up off the springboard misses us by i mean not even missed us by like going over us into the crowd uh-huh. missed us by just going the wrong fucking way on the on the moonsault lands on no one's there to catch him because uh-huh. he went the wrong direction uh lands on his stomach comes up and his arm is mangled oh. like snapped it mid forearm and it's like you know loosey goosey fucking like really just really disgusting rubbery looking arm I'm like ah! <laughs> oh god you're hurt like get in the ring and uh kind of like i'm like okay get in the ring and i think he was he must have been in shock mm-hmm. and i'm like are you out or in he's like i'm gonna get in the ring now i'm like okay start to he tries to go and i'm just trying to like push him under like gently uh, and drag him over. I'm like, you're done. Like, go for the. This is not the first time I've told someone they're done in the ring. Like, okay, you're done now. This is the end of the match. You're hurt. This is over. Go for the pin. Kicks out. Why would you? Why would you kick out? Your arm is mangled. Your arm is really severely fucked up at this point. Um, I'm not sure what you're doing. I think went over and made a tag so that the match could get finished but uh i mean the illusion is broken at that point because everyone can see that your arm is broken yeah uh so finish the match kind of because they still wanted to get their gotta get that shit in brother gotta get their shit in um yeah and it was uh yeah that that was the scariest to me was watching the the moonsault to the outside wasn't a problem it was standing up and me going good god (laughs) that's not acceptable (laughs) that's not acceptable for an arm to look like that I don't, I don't, I can't recall anything really off the top of my head of like scariest botches like, like uh, I've seen in person except the one that you were involved yeah. in up at uh, I don't even know what fucking promotion that was, but uh, this younger kid wanted to do a it was a Devin was involved in a multi man match by the way I was not booked on this card I'm a good brother He's and good I brother. drove up with Dev. Uh, up to LA because he asked me to and I had nothing to do that Saturday. By the way, I tried to good brother Mike this last weekend and go up and do the announcement for him. Announce and I, him to the ring. And, and he I goes, said, nice try, asshole, but I'm hurt. <laughs> <laughs> he actually offered it after he found out yeah. you yeah. hurt. Oh, like, Mike's oh, hurt. I was going to ask hey, him. Hey, hey Mike, what are you doing? Uh, but, uh, yeah, so th- what the, the this was the, what Devin was involved in. And I think you've told this story before, but... Yeah. Uh, Devin was involved in a multi-man match, and the one of the the participants in this match, he tried. To, was it a suicide dive or was it a dive? Oh, oh, a to, topecon hilo? Is that correct? Like, yeah, it was. A, I think it was a suicide. So whatever it was, it it looked closer to a suicide at the end of it. The kid went for a dive and went directly as soon as he got through the ropes, he went completely down, like a yeah. like like nose dive straight to the ground, and like I a right s- angle. And I saw, uh, like, Devin and, and the rest of the guys in the match try and do, like, that power slide, you know, like, where you try to save the guy, like, by diving on your knees and just kind of, like, to try and do your best to, hold, to to save this guy. And it was actually on the far side of the of the ring for me, so I can't remember if, like, you probably got a, a front row of, like, him. Spiked himself on his skull. Smoked himself, right? Yeah. 
And I remember seeing Dev as the vet. Plus, this kid was a little bit younger, you know. And when you're young, you're dumb as fuck. Yeah. You know, no, I got to finish this spot. I'm fine. And uh, Devin, the the vet, and a little bit older, grabs this kid and goes, no, you're not. You're done for the night. And starts literally walking him back towards the curtain (laughs) that I'm looking out of. And this kid breaks away from Devin and goes in to like hit the rest of his spots and botches them all. Yeah. And I was like, he's knocked out. This I was like, this kid's fucked up. But uh, and then Dev did the most gangster thing ever. Went in there and just called for like a move and took the took the pin <laughs> just to finish the match, right? Just to just just to get the it. fuck out. Because I, I said I'm I want no part of this anymore. Yeah. Like if you you're you're not being safe. Like I, you don't know. It's, your brain could be hemorrhaging. Yeah. When you take a hit on the concrete like that, yep. you have no idea what's going on with this person. And that's not the first time that I've. I've bounced out of a match where I'm like, okay, I'm done now. Well, the thing is, this kid's not listening to you. Yeah. He, you know, and like you said, he's fucked up. He, yeah. He's not thinking right. Not being safe for himself or those around him. And, you know, you can't stop somebody from from trying to do what, you know, if they're like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I still want to get in there, blah, blah, blah. So Dev said, fuck this, I'll take this in my own hands. Yeah. Fucking schoolboy me. <laughs> you know, one, two, three, <laughs> match is over. Guess what? Now you can't do anything. Yeah. I just swept the fucking rug out from underneath you. Yeah. You cannot do anything now. And yeah. I think that's a gangster ass move. And it's something that a lot of, uh, maybe I might have to use in the future, right? Yeah. You're involved in a match. Somebody's being dangerous that maybe they took a bad uh, head bump and they're fucked up. They want to keep continuing. You go, oh, I can't talk you out of doing yeah. this. I can't stop you physically. I literally can't take you to the back by yeah. your hand and get you to the back for, to Excellent. get medical attention. Here we go. O'Connor roll. <laughs> You know, and actually, that brings up a big thing from. Uh, and I don't know if we want to. Are we? Do we have any more questions, or do you want to jump? That on? was the main one. The other one was what was uh, Dom Mysterio's weakness. I mean, I think his his weakness would be. Uh, what's his weakness at this point? I, I think that's kind of a joke question. Uh, this the, pod is a weakness for this podcast. He's done it twice. He'll probably do it a third time. Here's okay. So. Dom and I. I want to continue on the the right. getting fucked up. Uh, so let's come back to that then. We'll go back to that. But uh, Dom's Dom will um, Dom's working with two of the best wrestlers in WWE right now, right? With uh, Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. So they're hiding a lot of uh, places that he might not be as sharp, right? Uh, you know, weaknesses. I guess you would say. So. Um, I can't tell you what Dom's weaknesses are right now because I've only trained with him. And training is a lot different than a match. And as of right now, he has the number one company and some of the best wrestlers surrounding him. So they're going to hide all those weaknesses. His biggest weakness is inexperience. That's it. Yeah. He just doesn't have the experience. So if something – and he's never been in front of a live crowd. Those are the only two things that are – are bottlenecking him at yes, this point. Yes, there you go. He's never been in front of a live crowd. So he, as of right now, he might not know how to f- read that, feel, feel that energy. Because it's it's possible that his match at SummerSlam with a live crowd, he might have gotten booed. And he might well, not. he might have gotten super might, over and they might have. Yeah, and was, stuff yeah but if he gets booed, like how would he react to that? That's, yeah. a, that's a good thing to think about like for him in terms of his inexperience, how he would have reacted to that. Uh, I mean, other than that, like – you know, moves. He's got the moves down. Uh, His gear is fire. <laughs> let's go. I mean, promo skills. He's done backstage promos. He's done a few promos out in the ring, but not in front of the crowd lately. You know, so that might change. Uh, we might. We, we haven't seen how that really is. Uh, 
I don't know, man. It's hard to see, it's hard to see right now because Seth and Buddy are doing such a fantastic job with them. Where they're all they're like, we're not even gonna give you a chance to show your weaknesses. There hasn't been enough reps yet for you to be like, yeah, I, don't it's, see, it's just, you, I don't see a weakness. It's like a it's like a team starting six and zero. You're like, I I don't know what their flaws are yeah, yet because they haven't been, lost. Yeah, a game. you think about it like like wrestling. There's no off season, so the closest thing to no off season is baseball, where there's 162 games. So get them those reps, get those games in, and yeah. then mid season form in six months, then ask the question. But for now, he's a couple matches in. It's experience and, and being in front of a live crowd. And the biggest uh, – we'll find out when they put him in there with another wrestler who doesn't have the kind of experience that Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins okay. have, right? That's it. Plain and simple. He's wrestled two people for a total of, what, six times? Something like so. that. And, uh, you know, down the road, a few months from now, when he starts working around with other wrestlers that maybe uh, – you know, have a little bit less experience than than the two guys he's working right now. You might find, you might see something. Uh, the biggest thing I've seen though is he doesn't roll away on his arm drags after he's done. There you go. They look good though. They look good. Though. He's got hell of arm drags. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, back to uh, head trauma. Yeah, head trauma. Let's go back to uh, all in Matt Hardy. Uh, oh Jesus! Took that spear off of a goddamn uh, <sighs> genie lift. They they shot past the tables a little bit. He took a header uh, onto the, onto the hard concrete, hard concrete. Do we know that he hit his head? I, it, I mean, yeah. You just watch the video. He watch the video. Head. He's out. Oh, is he? Oh, you haven't seen it yet. I saw the hit, but I thought he got up and they kept going. No, he got out. up and then kept just falling down. He literally pulled Sammy Guevara's Guevara's pants down because he was stumbling to get up. Oh, okay. So Fuck. he is out after that after the the fall, right? Uh, Aubrey Edwards does a fan fucking tastic job of calling up the ex, and you know she sees that he's fucked up, right? He's probably not responsive to uh, to to her. <clears throat> and then here's where it gets scary, because obviously they let the match continue, and he is so they stopped the match. The well, match was declared over, and then two minutes later it started again. But it was hold on one second. I, I didn't see the whole match. Did you see the whole match? Yeah. So I saw where they, they take the fall. Aubrey uh, throws up the X, right? Now, did she stop it right there? They, the, 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 the bell pretty much rang a couple of seconds after, after she put up the X. Okay. And then they disappeared through the tunnel, and then the match was just restarted. Well, no, see, because I saw the footage of him walking with Sammy, and he's falling, yeah, like yeah he's, he pulled, like, he's grabbing his pants because he can't stand now, up. Now, when when he fell, like I think like three times, I see them. Aubrey, uh, that's when I saw on the clip because I didn't watch the full fucking match. Um, well, that was it. Run the, over they, the match basically started with them on top of that thing. The match uh, was in total like three four minutes long. Well, I, I, that's where I saw her run over and th- call <clears throat> for the bell, and it looks like that's where they tried they tried ending the match. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened after that. But apparently this doctor was like, yeah, he's clear. This doctor in two minutes apparently cleared somebody that he didn't have a concussion despite all the evidence to the contrary. In fact, Matt was turning purple. His face was turning purple. Holy oh, shit. Oh, my God. And then not only that, but then they climbed up yes. a thing. Matt, who's probably halfway there, climbed up a fucking thing. Because the match was Matt Hardy's career was on the line. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So. And God forbid... We can't make up a story around that somehow to, you know, to yeah. to save this man's life. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing having him climb uh, a scaffold? Uh, he must have been like what twenty feet up, like yeah. probably more than that. 
They one hundred. They said one hundred percent. He didn't have a concussion. They kept defending that over and over again. Matt didn't suffer a concussion. Blah, blah blah. Like, unless he's really good at selling, then he had a legitimate concussion and should have just been ended right there. Okay, here's the thing. I don't give a shit if he had a concussion. I'll go off of what I saw. The motherfucker was out. He was out of it. Lights yeah. out after he fell. And then the guy cannot walk. He's falling down as he's walking with Sammy Guevara. Concussion, I can't visually see that. What I visually see is somebody's fucked up. And now you're going to say, like, hey, go on up the scaffold to yeah. finish the match. Hey, guys, let's call an audible. Uh, Matt's got to win. Okay, cool. Schoolboy in the fucking center of the ring. Yeah. I mean... I, nobody's gonna remember a year from now or anything like that. Like, I don't know, dude. So, um, Adam, you showed me a pretty funny meme afterwards. I think a tweet or a meme that had to do with that. It was just I can't remember exactly. It was basically like it was like uh, a reporter asking Tony. Was it Tony Khan or who's the other one? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember what it was now, but it was basically like something about. Oh, they—they they were asking about Tony Khan's concussion protocol. Did you ever watch the Pell show, Mike? Uh, yeah, back in the you day. remember the skit when he was like a lawyer and he smacked the water and ran away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically yeah. like Tony Khan. What, what, what are your, what are your concussion protocols, Matt? And then there's just a gif of the guy smacking the water and running <laughs> away. It's a, it's a the Black Bush. Uh, yeah, skit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah, man, that was scary to watch, though. I, like I said, like I just saw it on, on the see, Twitter I, and all that stuff. And I just... didn't see the aftermath. I saw the fall, and I said, holy shit, he's dead. And I didn't see the rest of it because it was just a clip on Instagram or Twitter or GIF or whatever it was. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. And his wife was pissed. And I 100% understand it, man. I 100% understand it. Yeah. it. That's that <clears throat> the father of what? They have two kids. Yeah. And she used, to be, she used to be a wrestler, too, so she can spot Who's that shit, wife? too. Uh, Rebby Sky. Who? Rebby Sky. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was an Impact girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she, I know. yeah she was an Impact, and then she used to be in like Evolve and stuff like back yeah, in the yeah. day. Yeah, no, I, I remember now. Actually, uh, backstage one time, I saved uh, Matt Hardy from uh, destroying a, a flat screen TV. God bless you. It was in Anaheim. So uh, Anaheim has like a really shoddy uh, catering area, right? It's more like they have nowhere to put it, so they just put it up. Like they move a bunch of things and say, here, here's the catering area. And I was sitting at the table next to Hardy, and he was sitting right in front of a flat screen TV that they have in the catering area. And he scoots his chair back and gets up, and he knocks the the flat screen TV. And your boy right here with the cat cat like oh, reflexes shit. jumps over and saves the TV from falling over. And uh, he said thank you to me. <clears throat> and then uh, what'd you say? I said thanks, man. And that was about it. <laughs> thanks for the thanks. And he's yeah. like, that's a weird cat that yeah. left. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, nice guy. You hear nothing but like good things about like, yeah, the I've, Hardy brothers. Yeah. He's, you know, the Hardys are um, two guys in the same vein as uh, Mick Foley that I worry about when they're gonna when they get older. That I'm just oh, like, yeah. fuck, man. Like I've seen uh, I've seen Foley backstage a couple times, and it, it doesn't seem right. You know, seems like okay, you, you maybe you have to play with gloves around Foley a little bit. Maybe those are just bad days or whatever that I've seen him on. But the amount of licks that he's taken and the Hardys yeah. too, it's just like had two full hip replacements. Fully has so. Oh, I'm oh, talking right. about. I mean, upstairs. Oh, for sure, that yeah. too. But I mean, when you see Mick Foley walking around, I think more. Oh yeah, the yeah. Physical. Yeah. You know. I yeah. there's a lot of guys from that era, like all the stories you hear about Kurt Angle backstage. Where? What do they say about Kurt? 
Uh, I just remember hearing from uh, Nick Jackson, like, before he would go out the curtain and impact, he'd be like, you couldn't even understand what he was saying. But then he'd go through the curtain, and you wouldn't even know anything was wrong with him. Jesus, that's terrible. But that was, like, at his worst times, like... But wasn't he on drugs and stuff, too? Yeah. But that's okay. what I mean, too. But, like, but if you listen to him talk now, he can't even say WWE. He oh, I know. WWE. He's marble mouth. Like, he's had so many concussions that, like, his brain is fried. But it's like every, every guy from that era, you just look at them and you're like, God, man, is it worth it? <laughs> well, that's crazy. Like, that's it for the show this week. <laughs> it's probably one of the hardest things for a wrestler to do, right? You, you got to have passion, right? You got to have passion to do this and to survive in it, right? I'm fucking hurt, you know, but the only thing I can think of is getting back in the ring, right? That's all I can think about is getting back in the fucking ring. Every time I've been hurt, it's like, oh, it's frustrating because all you want to be is in the ring. That's all, right. you, all you want to do. So it must, it must be tough, especially when you're wrestling at the level that Angle was, right? He was one of the top guys for a long, long time. And, you, you know, when is it time to call it? It must be hard to say it's time to call it quits, right? Like, you don't, you know, you're not looking from, from the outside in. You're looking at just like, oh, yeah, I could still go. But people are looking at it around going, hey, man, you know, like it's it's it's, it's weird because you see it real early in UFC guys. Yeah. UFC guys are ones that you go, oh, shit, like you should stop. Yeah. Um, but the WWE, I don't know, because you see them cut promos all the time. Like I didn't watch enough angle with his promos in, in uh, Impact or TNA. I don't remember when he quit there um, to say, oh, yeah, he's fucked up. Yeah, there's a very like. You can go from like one year to the next in Impact, and that's like two totally different people. Like he goes from being like great shape, normal, like talks normal, and then the next year you go to him, he's much heavier. Like his promos, he's slurring a lot more. Like it's just, it, it was hard to watch because when he was at his peak, he was the fucking man, and then he came back and you know he wrestled a little bit, but you could tell they didn't have any trust in him to do anything like huge because they were just afraid he was going to die in the ring. Hmm. And that's why, you know, I, I mentioned this was it last week that you got to have an exit strategy, right? Where you go, listen, the father time is undefeated. Eventually our bodies aren't gonna be able to do this. Uh, if you take enough of concussions, your, your head, you know, you're, 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 you're walking a, a tightrope of a lot more worse consequences. If you, if you take too many headshots, so yeah, man, it's got to be hard for a lot of these guys that, like I said, man, you have to have passion to 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 exist in this business, because of all the bullshit you got to put up with, and all you're asking for is ten minutes in a ring, right? Everything that's good, it's 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 anybody outside of wrestling that was looking at or talking to us, how we have to drive for six hours there and six hours home. You have to show up three hours before the show, right? And for 10 minutes inside of a ring, you know, you're, you're spending all this time really for maybe 10 minutes, 12 minutes. You right. might have to do eight minutes. And people's counter to that will be, well, that doesn't happen when you get to the main roster or like WWE. But you, if anyone watched the Undertaker documentary that was on the, the network, he busted his ass and trained his ass to get back in the ring. And Devin, you were there. How long was that match with Cena in New Orleans? Like two oh, it was minutes? five minutes. <clears throat> it was short. And yeah. he trained his ass off for that. And he got two minutes yeah. to do a couple of moves. 
Yeah. And it's like, it happens to everybody. And like, can I, I'm going to bring this up. Cause I think it's when I'm talking about like passion for, you know, professional wrestling business. And this is like something that the WWE is, I don't know if they've recently, but I feel like they've, they've the past few years, maybe even longer than that, I don't know. They've really been searching for outside talent, right? They're not looking at the independents. They're looking for collegiate athletes, former pro athletes, you know, these really incredibly athletic people to be like, hey, you want to be a professional wrestler? And of course, what is anybody going to say if you offer them a yeah, chance sure. to yeah. be Why not? rich and famous right. on TV? I'm in. Uh, hell yeah. I am not a soccer fan. I, I hate soccer. But if uh, the LA Galaxy came up to me and said, hey, Mike, uh, we think you have the tools to be a, a, a soccer player. And uh, we're going to give you a contract. And uh, we're going to teach you how to play soccer. We're going to teach you how to play soccer, and you're going to get paid to do it. I'd be like, fuck, fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck the Hogsman pod. Fuck yeah, man. Sucks. Let's do this. Now, this is what I think happens with, <clears throat> with uh, people being offered professional wrestling contracts that have no experience prior to that, right? So, and here's, here's just one example. Uh, I went my tryout. There was a gentleman there named uh, Stacy Irvin. Yeah. Stacy Irvin, Stacy Irwin. Yeah, it's Irvin. Irvin. I know you're talking about. Yeah. He uh, he was actually he rode in my car. Uh, we were paired up together. He's a very nice guy. He's like a gymnast, right? Yes, a very high level gymnast. Yeah. I, I don't think he ever made it to the Olympics, but we're talking about a guy like who like in college was a part of the gymnastics team, and he, he's just fucking phenomenal, right? Turns out his girlfriend at the time was Simone Biles, also who is the greatest female gymnast, possibly greatest gymnast of all time, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, so I was riding with him. He's a nice guy. He had no prior professional wrestling experience. Uh, Somehow he got hooked up with a tryout uh, by contacting Triple H. I think he's friends with Ricochet, isn't he? Now he is. Now he is. Okay. I don't know if it was before or after. So he uh, he's at our tryout. Of course, he's fucking fantastic. He's you know doing all kinds of flips and shit that you know no ordinary human being can do. And uh, they pick him up, offered him a contract. So uh, he he is training at the performance center, and actually I feel like. Uh, they they got behind him a little bit. They were playing clips of him training. Uh, he ended up get, actually getting some matches in and all that kind of stuff, right, on NXT. Or at least at the house shows. I, I remember hearing about him, and everyone was raving about him before he was supposed to debut there. Yeah. And uh, he finally got on TV, and he, he, was, he was a part of a tag team. Uh, you know, they were just going out there to do the J-O-B. <clears throat> Uh, against I, uh, who are the Australian cats? Uh, Shane Hayes and uh, right. Uh, yeah. Their name in NXT was TM61. That's it. Shane Hayes and Mikey Nichols. I think it was against them, but don't yeah. hold me to that. That sounds pro- That sounds right. And uh, something happened where this Stacy guy on on TV. He it looks like they were going for just a belly to back suplex, but I think he thought he was supposed to backflip over, and he took he landed on the back of his head. And it looked really bad. It looked really bad. You can see uh, the ref go over and kind of check on him, make sure he's okay, and they continued the match. They finished it out. A few months later, he ends up asking for his release. Uh, this Stacy uh, Stacy ends up asking for his release from the WWE out of his contract. And I remember reading like an article or something like that where it was like an interview, 
and he was talking about how he took that head that 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 fall on his head and i think he got a concussion out of it uh pretty fucked up from it and it was a real eye-opener because he ain't never taken a fall like that in professional wrestling you know we all we, it all happens i've landed on my head a couple times and you know all that taking a bad bumps but he uh it, it freaked him out because the danger of professional wrestling just became very apparent to him and uh he 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 asked for his release because of that here's the crazy thing that it, it, like i said he, he, the passion wasn't there prior to it right it's something that he didn't say i want to be a professional wrestler it's something that he didn't come out of college and seek out uh, a wrestling school or something like that right he got offered I don't know, I'm not saying a huge contract, but a contract from the number one company on the planet for professional wrestling, sports sports entertainment, whatever you want. He took that header, He it freaked him out, he asked for his release, and it's because there was no passion. Like, he didn't understand, like, hey, this is, this is what comes with the game, man. Like, if you want to play this, if you want to play this, this is what can happen. Think about this, he was a high-level gymnast. Right, so he's probably been doing gymnastics since he was a, a young a young boy. How many bad falls do you think he's had in gymnastics? <clears throat> probably a bunch of them. A whole bunch of them, but he kept going back. You know why? Passion. Because he had passion for gymnastics. Probably never dinged his head like that though, dude. I think I, I've seen it, but I mean, like, yeah. but if if that was enough for him to quit again, it's the passion thing, right? But if. I think they're just chasing the next Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle wasn't yeah. passionate about wrestling either, but then he got into it and he really loved it. Oh, he flourished. And Brock when Lesner. he got hurt, yeah, Brock Lesnar, you know, until Brock didn't care and then now he does care, like whatever you think of Brock, but Brock's done a lot for the wrestling business. Yeah. Just like Kurt did. So, but, you know, if you don't think that dude took some heavy falls in training for gym. Oh, of course, gym, yeah. You know, like you should see what this guy can do. Like, and there ain't no way he just started doing it. Like he had the, you know, it's one of those things where it's, you're falling a lot to, to finally learn how to do the trick. Well, I don't know if any of you guys saw this, but uh, they had like a day of like documentary for WrestleMania and uh, with Rob Gronkowski, who was uh -huh. a football player. He's had a million concussions, taking a bunch of hits. They wanted him to do a dive off a podium. That's about as high as probably the top of your garage. And he was scared yep. even to practice it on a pad. So Vince just, Gets over, hops off. The, this is like 75 years old. Jumps off and just lands on this pad. He's like, that's all. Dude, Vinnie Mac is a badass. And like, I, I saw that video. And like, it's like At Rob the same time. Like he's a professional athlete who's taken hits to his knees, to his body, and he's afraid to do something like that. At the same time, he knows what no one else knows of that. At that point, he's like, I've been on, on the phone with Tommy all day and we're getting the band back together like i don't know if i should be doing this shit tom brady oh yeah yeah because okay. yeah, he went true. back to football like pretty much right after yeah, yeah. tampa bay brother but yeah i mean it's it's just kind of interesting to see like this kind of stuff from the wwe they're, they're looking you know outside of the box they're they're looking for other athletes from other sports and really like is that is that going to keep the company afloat because you know, <clears throat> I want to say this real quick because this is this is weird um, to me. You talk about like limiting that, limiting your liability in the ring, right? Like limiting the opportunities to get hurt and what you're gonna do. Like even for someone like me or you who's not super spotty, mm -hmm. right? Like I don't do spotty shit. I'm not doing flips and stuff. You still you could take a German wrong or yeah, spinebuster wrong or <laughs> <laughs> forget to tuck your chin on something. Um, but then there's like there's guys that you watch Zack Saber Jr. And you go, 
oh man, like look, this guy's can wrestle until he's sixty years old. He's gonna be the next Bob Backlund yep. because he doesn't have to do anything. But then you watch those matches, and he's still taking every bump that's asked of him. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like to me, like that's one of those things where I've seen a couple guys like that where I'm like, damn, like you're gonna live forever. <laughs> you're gonna live forever the way you wrestle. Well, just think of Fifth Finley, who never did like a never did like a moonsault or a flip. Right, he almost lost his fucking leg off a tape because of a table spot. Like, and then he came, but then he came back and wrestled because right, but he what wasn't I'm, a guy that needed to jump off the top. What I'm saying is, um, almost like clockwork, I'll watch a Zack Saber Jr. match, and like, and I think and it it's, gets to the same point in the match where I'm thinking, God damn, dude, this guy is gonna last forever in wrestling, and then he, you know ducks a line, does a go behind, the guy reverses it and hits him with like a snap dragon suplex mm-hmm. and like you know right on top of his skull and stands back up and then takes a super lariat <laughs> where he spikes himself <laughs> on the ground and I go fuck never mind you know what yeah. I mean like it, it's crazy but that again that has to go that goes to the whole passion statement that you made is like they're passionate even though he's passionate he's like oh, I'm gonna figure out a way to learn how to do this for a long time also is like I want this to look good for the I want the other guy to look good I want the audience to like it, it's just so it's it's one of the most bizarre addictions, I think, that are out there. Yeah. Because an addiction, you're hurting yourself, right? You're getting a thrill out of it. You're getting that high out of it, whatever it is. But in the end, it's hurting you. Yep. And I think wrestling is one of the most bizarre ones. Because, yeah, you're what? You're chasing that dragon for 10 minutes. Oh, I got eight minutes on TV today. Yeah. Oh, I got a whole eight. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. I got three in a promo holy shit like i'm gonna kill it today yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean you, you do all that stuff you, you dry and then at the end of the day you're like what did i do fuck I, it was a 12 hour day i wrestled for 10 minutes i fucked up my ankle you know what i mean whatever yeah. it is yeah it's crazy it really is crazy you're right it, it, like you know it's chasing the dragon man it's chasing yeah. and you always think like you know i wonder if i wonder if you're if you're ever if you ever catch it you know like oh i got signed to this company and now you're in that company and you're like, but I want to, I think the next level is this, you know, the next goal is this. And you're just, you're, you're I wonder if you're ever satisfied if it, it, you know, has anybody just ever said, Hey, you know what? Actually, and there actually, there has been people that I've known that have done it that just, Hey, I'm good, man. I've done everything I need and I'm done. You know, like Bobby Quants, basically he did three years. He wrestled for, good for him. He did. He wrestled in Japan. Wrestled in Mexico. Wrestled at PWG. Wrestled. All, he still. He he could still go if he wanted to. But I remember uh, one of the kids at Level Up asked him like, "Why did he quit?" And he was just like, "I did everything I wanted to do, and I had You know, he he wanted to go be a, become a Navy SEAL, and he did. So, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. You know, when it's time to, and what we're all gonna have. Well, Adam, you already took that shoulder bump, man. Fucked up your collar, but uh, where would he be if it wasn't for that? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's something I that you so and I, you and I, are definitely got to go through. Like you know, even yeah. though you t- you've taken a year off, yeah. But you know, you still were like, oh, I got to come back. Man. Yeah, I got to come back. Yeah, and it's weird. And it, you know, being a dad, that's a shitty conversation. Like I have this conversation in my head all the time. Like why? 
Why? You know, I came back. Why? COVID happened. Why? What, like, what am I What am I planning? What am I waiting for, right? Like, you know, I have a life that I have to, we've talked about this off the air, <clears throat> but it's like, did I have a life, right? Like, I, it's, living in San Diego is hard. Uh-huh. Like, if you want to buy a house and live with a wife and a kid and maybe have another kid in a yard and, like, be able to afford that in San Diego, that's hard. Like, it's very, very real conversations. We've talked about moving, getting the fuck out of here. And it's like, okay, let's say we move to Texas. There's a lot of wrestling out in Texas, right? Like, yeah. we got those flyer miles on, on Southwest. I could come back and do a couple shows a month or, you know, yeah. like, do this. Like, keep the tag team going. And, well, fuck, I'll get Mike out here and wrestle out here. And it's it's a very weird, stupid you're already You're already conversation. about how are you going to score your drug yeah. before oh, you yeah. even get out there. Yeah. Okay, if we go here, how am I... Who do I got to meet? Oh, they got they had wrestle circus out there. Maybe they'll come back. <laughs> it's like like all this shit. It's just like yeah, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's a very strange addiction. That's it what it is. is. It's an addiction. It is, man. Crazy stuff, though, man. It's crazy stuff. And uh, you know what's crazy? I watched last night because I, I obviously I'm, I'm going to be uh, sidelined for. I don't know, a couple months, two weeks. Maybe? Oh, a couple months, two weeks. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what the you know the the how long am you sidelined with this injury? But uh, I, I want to say something to, to any of you wrestlers out there. Uh, if you have the Facebook, um, Sin Bodhi uh, oh, yeah. has a Facebook page that's just for the wrestlers. Um, it's this. It's Snake Pit something. I can't remember what. And uh, he actually goes live on it a lot. Yeah. And I love it because it's actually just for wrestlers. Like they 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 make sure that none of like the they bet you yeah yeah they they really make it make sure it's it's just for wrestlers, and they've been doing a live broadcast from the uh, FSW training right like Sin has a night where he'll do a training, um, and he'll you know it somebody will record him live just teaching kids how to wrestle like a lot of uh, the newer kids and then they'll have some more uh, experienced guys like uh, Vandergriff's out there Damian Drake uh, Hyperstreak but I watched it last night because I was like alright man well I can't train right now so I gotta try and you know learn as much as I can and uh, you know he, he went live and I was like oh, I might as well watch this I have nothing else to do right now and man what a fantastic uh, coach it's good because uh he, he he was you know showing them simple stuff, very simple stuff, you know stuff that, you know maybe guys that are a few years in might go I don't need to need that I don't need to learn that stuff because I've already already seen it. He was teaching them arm ringers and showing little things that I was like oh shit all right man you know like I'll check that out, and then uh, they were just doing like simple spots and and he was kind of just breaking it down for them. But man, if you guys, uh, if any any wrestlers out there, young wrestlers out there, have an opportunity to to just watch a little bit of that uh, sin training his kids out there at FSW, uh, jump on it, man, because I watched for like ten minutes and learned something out of it. So, and Sin is one of the greatest guys, man. He he's one of those he's guys, a real nice guy. He will he'll watch your match. Believe it or not, he'll watch your fucking match. And uh, if you ask him a question, he'll give you an honest answer. And it's it's very cool, man, because you seek out guys like that to be uh, to get educated from. Right. So, um, I was gonna say before we wrap this up because we've been going for how long? Do you say an hour thirty-five? Hour thirty-five already. Um, it's Tuesday night. One of the things I was hyped on was uh, you've got uh, prime time live right now going on Tuesday night. I think it's probably over at this point, but I think it's put on by United and NWA or maybe just United. Uh, it's it's. 
I think it's United. Just United. Okay, but it was like the it's going to be a weekly pay per view on the Fight TV on Fight app, TV right? and in demand. Which I'm not sure what in demand is. is. That the same as on demand? Google. Anyway, I was amped Google on it. it. Google amped it. on it. We had uh, the first lady of uh, the Hogsman podcast on there, uh, Heather Monroe, uh, going up against uh, Cam- Camille. Camille, right? Actually, uh, another fun fact: that girl was also at my tryout for the WWE. Nice, nice. I, you know what I notice about you is um, no one around you ends up successfully, like, having success. So I'm wondering if I should change the scenery. What the fuck are you talking about? Everyone around. I was, I was with all these guys. None of, them, uh, none of them got signed. All right. <laughs> Joking. Obviously, everyone else is doing well, except for me. It's probably just me. Uh, it's you and me both. That's why we teamed up. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but so I was trying to figure out if, if uh, Heather got the rub on that or not but uh it looks cool dude i i like what they had going I, the reason i wanted to bring it up because i think um you guys had mentioned well it looks like a lot of the hollywood guys on there and it is but i think it was the first pay-per-view for a lot of these people so i thought that was kind of cool you know yeah what is pay-per-view gonna look like hey everyone dreams about getting on a pay-per-view at one point or another and what does that look like unfortunately this pay-per-view you know things being what they are there's no crowd um you know, you can't sell merch. There's no arena, um, but I still think it's a big deal to to have that under your your belt. Is to have you know to have a, a live pay per view. So some of the guys that I believe it was their first pay per view that I that I was looking on here. I I don't know if it's Heather's because I know women's wrestling is an enti- it's an entirely different animal that I don't understand. Where there's major companies out on the East Coast that do pay per views all the time. Yeah, I can um, tell you. So I don't know it if It just matters if you consider, like, Shine pay-per-views if it, the same. Know, I'm sure she's been on one of those shows. I don't sure, yeah. fully know. But, but I know EJ, uh, EJ Sparks, he, he's from out in uh, Arizona. We've seen him see him at a lot of shows out there. It was, I, I believe it was his first pay-per-view. Um, I think it was the Wolf's Daddies. Uh, Tito and Che? I think it was their first pay-per-view. I'm right? guessing, yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, and then you had... Who was it? Uh, Dan Joseph. He's uh, a champion over at uh, at Hollywood. I think it was his paper, first pay per view too. But there's a lot of guys on there. Where I, I believe it was their first pay per view. So I thought I just thought that was cool, man. Getting a get an opportunity to do something cool in uh, you know the world, at least in California, is mainly shut down for wrestling. So to think you know to go through the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of fuck, what am I gonna do? There's no shows running. You know, maybe someone hurts themselves earlier in this thing, and then to have an opportunity later on where, oh fuck, I'm on a live pay per view that can be watched and streamed across the U.S. I don't know if they're overseas or if they could do it elsewhere, but I thought it was cool. Unfortunately, when we we're looking through this, a lot of the things that we saw seemed to be people complaining about the stream <laughs> and the stream, which you're gonna have, yeah, first it, time. You know, you're gonna have problems that you gotta troubleshoot and all that kind of stuff, right? But I think it's actually a great idea. Uh, for United, yeah. the United Network, which is Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and this primetime thing. And I don't know how, how much... NWA, the, Nick Aldis was defending the title. Um, wait a minute, Hammerstone was on there too. Yeah. But he, he had the West Coast Championship. Was that from West Coast Wrestling Connection or is that for something else? Uh, no, that's from that's West Coast Pro Wrestling okay. up in uh, the Bay Area. Okay. Um, yeah. Nice looking belt. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. Real nice looking belt. But I think, you know, and I don't know how much of the crossover is for championship wrestling from Hollywood into the prime time and NWA into the prime. I don't know if like there's much storyline crossover. I don't know. But I think it's a it's a it's a great opportunity for the United Network to take advantage of 
the times right now where there's not much wrestling being produced, right? There's shows not being produced. It's it's a great opportunity for them to put on good TV, quality TV, and wrestling matches. So I hope I hope it's it's successful. I hope they continue it. Um, because I think it might be Levi Shapiro's as well, but I know he's done stuff in the Bay Area that I think they may have done pay per view. But that was another one that I maybe. Saw. But I, I, you know, I hope this works out, man. I hope it, it's a good, uh, you know, a good turnout for them as far as pay per view buys. Dude, it looks pretty. I'm looking at it. It's I'm only lo- like five bucks, right? I think it was like five or seven bucks. I'm looking at it right now. It looks really nice. The setup that they had. It looks. It looks a little um, kind of old school NWA ish mixed with. Uh, when I was out in in Japan um, for DDT, there they had a place called DNA, which was like their NXT, and the setup almost reminds me exactly like uh, that DNA yeah. studio there. So they, it's kind of cool. It's very unique looking. Yeah, capitalize, man. They Go support. They, they oh. have the ability to put on TV wrestling to produce a pay per view. Hey, man, I hope it's successful. Like I said, uh, any chance for wrestlers to get paid? Get bigger audience and, and get on TV. Get in front of some uh, some some new eyes. Well, that's a good thing. I think because I think I think pretty much every wrestling company is back running shows again, the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. So guys are getting paid. Again, I don't basically. think Power is. Power is not, but there's a whole other aspect that we don't need to get into right. about why the power is not going on right now. Oh, is there something else? That I don't yeah, there's that? something else. I don't know the whole story, so I don't even want to talk. I don't even want to try to speculate about it because well, I don't know the, the, whole, the whole thing. But the thing is, there's a lot of guys who signed with NWA yeah. that now they have they can still work. There's a place for yeah. them. And they're working at AEW, too. Shit. Yeah. yeah but I think ROH just came back. Uh, MLW's Crowdless, coming back. MLW's coming back. Hammer's going to be working full time. Um, Let's wrap it up. That's a lot. We've been going almost two hours. We've been going, man. We hit the the elusive double Iron Man, almost. Is that what we did? <laughs> almost. We've done it before. Yeah, but all right, man. Um, hey, you know, uh, we're brought to you by who? Oh, dude, we're brought to you by Ten Barrel Pub Beer, cheap fun beer. What's up? What's up? What else, man? What else? Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe. And review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Yep, yep. And send your questions to any of our social medias. You can DM us or put it on our page. Uh, We'll try to answer at least one question a week. If we get good ones, we'll answer more. And uh, fuck Andy Brown. Yeah. Don't forget to fuck Andy Brown. Fuck Andy Brown. Fuck Andy Brown. I think that's about it, man. I'm good. I feel good about that. And uh, remember, guys, it is uh, a new time slot for us. We'll be having new episodes available Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. Uh, because foosball is going on right now. That's and right. Devin and Adam got to watch their foosball. By the way, you're welcome to come over and watch next week. <laughs> no, <Nah>, I'm cool. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I think that's about it. Devin, if they want the tip, what do they got to take? They got to take the whole hog. Adios. <laughs>